thank you for listening to the following films podcast. Today I'm joined by director-writer Ivan Sen to talk about his new film, Expired. Expired will be in theaters and on VOD this Friday, March 18th. Hope you enjoy the show. You can go ahead. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. I really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having me, Christopher. You know, if there was not a more aptly uh, suited background for you with the pink neon coming from behind you, it's almost like fits the film so perfectly. <laughs> That's interesting. It's from a it's from a from a previous film, uh, Goldstone, and that that sign is kind of a direct influence from from Expired, actually. Oh, that there one? it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. I was just before. <laughs> When when I was mate, when I was um, writing writing expired, um, uh, it had an influence on my other films as well. And so the neon from from that film has crept crept into my other films as I was uh, making them. So yeah, that's the light you can see. It's actually yeah. It it, it it's kind of uh, the films are very different. Um, they're, 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 but there it feels like there is a through line between these. That there is some connective tissue here. Um, kind of the way that you view the world culturally where you do it's not from a mono point of view you do see kind of these multiple points of view all coming together um and they are clearly have something more on their mind than the um immediately apparent genre that they're in you know for like expired this is something about to me about how love is something that can rebuild you by destroying you and it's just like that's kind of just a, a really an interesting take in a you don't see in something like a Blade Runner-esque type film. Yeah, it was important for me to to concentrate on the intimacy um, of of um, the characters and their connection with each other. Um, but I was interested in in in, in having a, a kind of a, a genre sci-fi background to that. Um, Usually we see it just in an in a everyday dramatic context when you have this intimate connection between characters and, and, and the themes of the film. Um, um, whereas, whereas Expired, it's, it's got this kind of, um, I guess, this uh, genre sci-fi kind of um, feel to it, but it's actually not about some good guy and a bad guy and a romantic love interest, you know. It's actually it's about the goodness and the badness and the, and the, the emotions that make us human and the erosion of those emotions um, in a future context. Um, but it's, it's, it's all those elements within the individual, not separating them out to, oh, that's a bad guy, you just think bad things, you're a good guy, you only think good things, and you, you're just a romantic interest. You know, it's, it's like it's, if you'd made this, you know, as a, as a, as a um, Marvel movie or something, that's what you get, you know. And I wasn't obviously interested in that, but um, I, I'm interested in films where they feel you feel you're in a genre land and in a genre territory, but you you take them somewhere else and you give them the sensitivity that you're used to in more of a pure drama film. Well, the genre is something that gives it an aesthetic, but it's not the purpose. You could have told this film in any number of settings. It's just. It's it's secondary in that way. It's something that's cool to look at while you're telling a much more important story. And I think that a lot of times those bigger budget sci-fi action type films, um, they lose the thread of humanity or it's kind of tacked on at the end where it doesn't feel like it's the real through line of the piece. And that's something that you are clearly doing and working towards. But um, 
I'm wondering the idea of making films like this, though, on what I assume is a fairly limited budget, though, and it looks I'm it looks fantastic, though. It's a beautifully shot film. The set design is great. And I love the way that it's not just one thing, you know, the use of old uh, four by three televisions in the film and things like that, where it's not a perfectly futuristic world, but it's clearly it's like an alternative future, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's an expression of now, really. I mean, it's, it's, it's dealing with these, this thing of, of where we are going as human beings and what, what um, I mean, what emotions or what human traits will we need to take with us in the future or what will we want to take with us into the future? You know, um, it, uh, whether will self-preservation um, not require, you know, love and trust? These, these things which these characters um, get a feeling for after being in a world where they're not really necessary to survive. And, uh, um, I mean, it's an expression of now. Um, it could be set now, even though it's, it's, it, it, it kind of puts it into a future context, but um, uh, we're facing these, these things, these issues now, you know, right now about, you know, even like in, in Ukraine, um, you know, how much is our self-preservation worth to, to actually show our our connective traits to another people, you know, for the sake of self-preservation. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, you you set up this character who one of his first lines in the movie, something very early, he's talking about the loss of value human life has to him. That just doesn't mean as much as it once did. And this deterioration that he's gone through and, you know, we can, the way that we are online now, the, anonymity that we have in the way that we will treat each other when we don't have to look each other in the eyes. It's pretty horrifying. Some of the ways that we can treat each other, even, you know, on these personal level, the way that people are that, that yeah. we've lost humanity greatly, I think in probably the last 20 years. Yeah. And, and I guess the film is largely about, can we get that back? You know, mm. is there, is there any way back from that? Um, um, I mean, when, when we see, see Ryan Quantum's character, he's, he's this hardened kind of assassin guy, and, and when he does, he does feel these kind of love emotions coming, which he had never felt before, it starts to actually change what he can and can't do, and he finds it difficult to, to keep that kind of um, hard line that he's, he's maintained his, his whole life. And is that something that you personally wrestle with or think about? Um, the idea of any humanity you may have lost over the last couple of years. And um, <laughs> I mean, we've been pretty damn isolated and alone in our own little bubbles for a little bit. So as we come out of it, this movie's far more, I'm, I'm assuming poignant than it could have been when you were first writing this thing. Cause it definitely feels like it's a reflection of this immediate moment right now. Yeah. I mean, I've always been pretty self-isolated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that, not to say I'm anti-human, though. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm optimistic about about this planet we've got and and the future. And um, you know, I mean, I'm from an indigenous background, and and I just feel, you know, that that we've moved away from from nature too too much. And I think the, the more we can get back to nature, the more we can actually get back to connecting with each other. I think that's a it's a really good point. There's a there's a reset you get that. You can't find anywhere else. You know, I have two sons and when I take them camping, we go out for the weekend, something like that. It's just, there's something that happens in that stillness and that quiet and that just 
not having a, a device in front of you that I, you can't replicate in a city. And I think that being connected to nature, it's part of something we've lost and it's really important to do. And it's interesting to grapple with that in the context of science fiction, not something you normally see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, the, the city is, is this crazy chaotic place where people kind of are, are all, all together, but they're all alone. Um, but um, in, in the, at the same time, there's, for me, there's, the, there's this amazing connectivity to that as, at the same time, um, which is only, kind of, I don't know, maybe some, on an unconscious level or something, but um, I, I do find when I'm in Hong Kong that um, people, people are in their own little, little worlds, but they're also there's this amazing energy that kind of connects with each other as well and... Um, and it can come together, um, and which I, which I noticed very strongly when when the protest movement um, got into in, in Hong Kong, and yeah. I find my, found myself within squashed within a million people and moving a centimeter at, uh, at, a, at a time, and and the connectivity I felt in that was just I've never felt anywhere in, in my whole life, and that was the middle of a, that's the middle of a city, you know. Oh, for yeah, if you. I mean, the day-to-day life of running through a city, you, you don't feel that. But then the smallest things where you take those little, you can have little groups of people and you move them into something that's a similar interest. If it's like you all move into a theater or you're all watching a musician play, you're all going to a protest march, whatever that thing is. And there's that thing that's bigger than all of you that you're connecting towards. Then you can feel that sense of community that you normally don't when you're literally elbow to elbow with people. And that that's... We're dynamic. It's not just one thing. We can't just be out in the wilderness by ourselves. We also need to be connected to people. In, in a way, in a, I, I feel like that is actually, when that happens, that is actually us becoming nature, you know. Hmm. That, yeah. It's, yeah. So it was itself within this, you know, city environment. That's, you know, I had never thought about it that way, that the connecting over a communal purpose is what would happen in nature when we were initially when we were first tribal in that sense, there was connecting to, you know, share resources. There was that to, you know, make our existence possible on, in that way. And then, yeah, it's just gotten a little bit too far in that sense where we don't, we don't see past those tribes now, I think in a lot of ways, and we lose sight of what we are, but I, I love this about this film though. And I love this about the potential of science fiction that you can insert these themes and you can have uh, your head in this space and it feels appropriate. It doesn't feel like a stretch. It doesn't feel tacked on. It feels very important at the center of what you're trying to accomplish. Um, do you want to move to different genres after this? Cause it feels like you've been, they feel thematically somewhat similar, but they feel very different at the same time. So do you want to do other types of films or is this kind of science fiction or crime or kind of a hybrid? Uh, look, I, I, I think I think what I, I really want to head more towards is actually um, my work feeling more like actually um, no matter no matter kind of what genre setting it may be, but feeling more like it, it is just um, drama first, and sure. and and the genre elements are kind of just surrounding that. Um, uh, like I have a, I have a, a story about um, a policeman who goes in, into this small town um, in Australia to, to solve a cold case, or well, to review a cold case. 
Um, and and I'm just really treating this as a pure drama um, in in every way. And 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 having the case part of the the police aspect, the case so uh, reviewing the case element of 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 the story um, backseat to the the drama of this this policeman and his connection with the family of the victim. And so this this and in in some way trying to create you know this new type of film that people rarely get to see. Well, yeah, and it's um, the ones that do come out, the ones that are in that space, they stand out. You know, there, there's a reason why, um, you know, I, I, I was, when I, when you're, when I saw this pitch come through for this film, I saw your name and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to watch that. Just because I was so blown away by Goldstone that it was just something where I was on board for whatever you're going to do next. And I didn't want to know really anything about this film. I just, your name was enough and it was, I was okay. That, that'll be good. I'll definitely check this out. And there's a part of me that almost feels like, I wish more people had the same advantage point that I did. Were they going in knowing nothing about this and watching the film reveal itself without any kind of information is really kind of a special treat that we don't get very often these days. Um, I tend to be somebody who gravitates towards um, not having a lot of spoilers. I don't really care, but if I can just have the film, tell me what it is, I would much rather have that than, you know, the, the reason I saw Goldstone was a guy that I know through the podcasting community who's based in Perth He's saying there's this there's this movie I just saw. Um, don't know when it's coming out there. Put it on your list. You need to see this. You're going to dig this thing. And so, yeah, it's you're you're one of those guys. And I think you could end up with that kind of a following where people will just trust you as long as you keep making grounded human based work. Yeah, and I think just being conscious of of the drama aspect and really um, really going strongly with with actually the the connection between human beings and and. And and using very strong actors and um, yeah and and that genre aspect always kind of just you know swirling around that world. And can you talk a little bit about casting this film? Because really, that's that's the the key to this. I mean, it looks great. The music's fantastic in the film. Um, I, I love every element of it in that way. But really, the casting here is so important that if you don't have really the right characters here at the center, this this wouldn't survive like a lot of genre films you can get by on the spectacle aspect of it but your casting here is key to the success for me casting is always important you know yeah. um, we, we're seeing so much so much so many films on online you know netflix blah blah and, and the cast the casting is kind of you know is things that for me it lets that is letting films down these days is that getting the quality cast um, I mean, if you can't feel what the character's feeling, you 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 don't engage, and yep. it's very important to it to to have the cast that can actually um, have the the audience actually feel for you, you know. Um, and so Hugo Weaving, uh, I wrote the, the the character Dr. Bergman for Hugo Weaving. I, I worked with Hugo on my on my uh, film Mystery Road, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, we we got on really well, and I just wanted I wanted to to expand our kind of our collaborative um, relationship, and also with Ryan as well. Um, so he he I worked with him on Mystery Road as well, and uh, we just um, I, I, I got them on board with the script early on, and went from there. Um, um, the casting of of April, Gillian um, Ewan, she that was a difficult one. I mean, she, she she's an incredible young actress who um, hadn't really done much before, but I just felt she had had something. She had a combination of traits that that all went together into um, 
someone who who um, I think uh, really uh, could pull, represent this character of April, who's this migrant worker from another country, who's a singer and a, and a dancer, and and um, comes from a, a different um, a language background, so she can speak in a different language, and and the whole migrant experience, which she, which Gillian actually went through as a child. She she was born in a, a refugee camp in Malaysia. Um, oh wow! Her parents escaped Vietnam, and so she's been through that whole kind of. She has a feeling for that and a passion to tell um, the story of of someone who comes from that migrant um, experience to go to a place, another place, and to try and connect with it. And you, I think another part beyond the casting, obviously, is you you give the characters room to breathe in this film. It's you actually you hang on moments that I think other filmmakers might cut away from a little bit sooner, where you allow them to sit in an emotion, sit in a feeling, sit in a conversation um, a lot longer than audiences might be used to at times. You know, I think of like those moments in when they're first meeting each other, that it's just, you allow them to dwell and it feels almost, it has this otherworldly dreamlike feeling that you don't see very often that I think when we're first starting to feel those feelings, when you meet somebody, that's kind of what's going on inside you, but you represent that so well in the film. Yeah. And, and you know, these days with, with the, the TikTok, you know, um, <laughs> generation, we're just, we're just used to, you know, everything's like this and the music video thing is just like, you know, I think cuts are like, 10 frames these days, you know, in music videos. Um, we, we don't get a chance to, to settle and, and to connect and to actually feel something. Um, and so I was very excited to get Ryan Quantum into this situation where he could just non-verbally perform, you know, yeah. let us feel what he's thinking and, and, and just let him breathe and, and uh, let the audience kind of just suck it up. Well, you take time to focus on the eyes so much. I think that there's so much of that, um, that, that kind of opening moment where he's, you know, sitting down and you just, it's all right there. And you can just see there's this just devastation inside there. There's a, there's a human being there, um, that's going, that's processing at that moment that we don't know where they are, but there's just so much going on behind that, that it's not being told point blank to you that it's, you know, there's a version of the story that he's telling you, and with his words that he's narrating in this, you know, kind of uh, almost film noir style, but his eyes are telling a different story that doesn't match that. And I think there's a really interesting duality. Yeah, I mean, that's the the, the, narr- the narrative is um, this voiceover element is 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 kind of it's, it's a meshing of of a of a phil- philosophical kind of um, um, expression as well as dipping in and out of their their, their conscious consciousness um yeah yeah and so something yeah it's just this this kind of just evolved as the film was was being 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 um edited and post-produced and um we yeah it's, it's just naturally kind of fell that way and the i noticed the title was changed when i was watching the movie i i saw something for a half second i thought i was watching the wrong thing um so that was is that something that's just for the u.s market or is that something that okay I think that's 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 the uh, Lionsgate's marketing approach is was was to change that and um, and uh, I mean I mean in Australia we've left it as the original title of course and um, um, I guess marketed it um, uh, a, a little bit differently as well. So how does that 
How does that differ as far as marketing to or trying to grab the attention of an audience in Australia versus grabbing an audience here? Are they wildly different, do you think, in your estimation? Well, um, probably, probably they are. I mean, we, we um, well, it's an interesting thing because it's quite, quite an art, artistic um, art house film and, and, and um, I mean, Lionsgate, um, honestly, it's, they don't, this isn't a tradition among Lionsgate. And, and yeah. but so I, I found that really a positive and interesting thing um, that, that there was that connection there. Um, but yeah, I think in Australia we've we've kept it more of a, a night house style release, and we've we've um, done a lot of um, asset release, which which points in that kind of direction. And um, I think the Australian audiences have been exposed um, largely to to our um, our representation of, of the film. Um, yeah. That makes sense. And can you talk a little bit, just uh, not the same <laughs> meaning of the word representation? Um, but it did just trigger that in my mind that, um, you know, watching Goldstone clearly and your personal background um, with Indigenous people. And that's something that seems like it's on your mind. It's important for you to cover those elements. Is that something that um, you feel like that's just at the core of who you are when the storytelling that you that you're going through? Or is that something that is just because there's a there's that cultural thing, which I found watching the special features on Goldstone very helpful in that way. Cause it is, it's different. It is, it's just, there are, there's indigenous people here, but it is a different experience that um, has happened. And so I'm wondering, could you just talk a little bit about that? I mean, the, the very fact that I went to Hong Kong and wanted to make a film, I mean, that's just that right there that says, okay, I'm open to another culture. Sure. Yeah. I've always had an interest in Chinese culture and um and uh yeah i wasn't i wasn't planning on going over there and you know shooting a bunch of um um i guess uh european or or you know um uh setting it like it's some um, could be anywhere it's it's a culturally specific place and i wanted to give that weight and it and uh, Hong Kong is actually it's a real melting pot, and it's, it's something I've always been attracted to because it's a hybrid, and I see myself as a hybrid as well. I have this European and Indigenous background, and I have this. I think I've just got this attraction to to other places that are mixed. I mean, Macau, which is near Hong Kong, is is the Portuguese Chinese um, mix going on there, and I just find it fascinating, and it's just something that's it's almost in my blood. I just I'm, I, I'm kind of drawn towards it, um, this, this mixed culture thing. And um, Hong Kong is, is, is such a, a mixed um, hybrid culture place and I wanted to really represent that um, with, with the film. And, uh, yeah, you see the Japanese, you see Africans and um, people from, from the Middle East and um, there's as well as the, the Chinese, you know, there's the Cantonese, Chinese, and there's Mandarin Chinese as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the specifics of, of the cultural heritage of the place is really important. And that, for me, that's my number one thing, the power of a place and, and the people that inhabit that place is what informs my stories. And uh, I don't think um, that will ever change. I mean, if I went to, a, to the States and made a film, I would, I would, my first thing would be, okay, what, what country is this, as in what land is this, you know? You know, who are the people of this land? Well, you could uh, 
uh, you could come here where I live um, in Arizona because it's it, it feels very what everything you're saying rings very true to me. Um, while the cultures that are are different that we're talking about, it's you know I live less than an hour from the Mexican border. I have a Mexican wife, and it's this very and my family is. English as could be on both sides. So it's just, it's very. Well, right there, man. Start writing it, you know. It's like, <laughs> that's, that's what I mean, you know. It's just that it, everything flows from there. You've, yeah. you've got, and it will all go, always be truthful because it started somewhere truthful. It's very, it's a good point. And I think that the, that's one of the, one of the many reasons, but that I would say that that is one of the big problems I had with writing when I was trying to do that. Um, more actively in my life was that I would start from, I was trying to work backwards into a concept and find the truth in that concept instead of starting from something that was true and building out. Um, and f- I would start with a situation instead of starting with people, which is, I think, and it just never worked for me. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's, that's something I've fallen into as well. That, that kind of trap. In the past. <laughs> You get a cool idea or a good image in your mind and you want to explore it sometimes. And it's just, you know, I, I, I had that happen a couple of times and there's things that are kicking around in the back of my head. It's like, I got to figure out what that thing is and how that ties to something else. But every time I try to flesh it out from that point, it just, it just doesn't work. So, but I, I think you're, you're clearly far more talented writer than I ever was or ever will be. So, uh, I, and when will people be able to see the film well in the states it's march 18 which is you know a couple of days this week yeah, yeah. that's fantastic yeah, it's trailer it's, it's tomorrow so um yeah oh so yeah. it's coming the same and so just at 18th because you guys are significantly um <laughs> time different than we are so <laughs> so you're uh you're, you're time different what, what what time of day is it there right now right now it's it's 8 8 40 a.m <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. We're just about, uh, end of the day here. It's, uh, you know, three 45, uh, in the good. afternoon. So what's that? <laughs> could be, could be a worse difference, you know, could be like, no, 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 no. It's, um, when, whenever I've tried to, th- this is kind of how you have to do it. When the calls to Australia, the few that I've had, it's always been, okay, we kind of can need to do it towards the end of the day. That way you're catching them first thing in the morning. So, but I, I'm really excited for people to see this film, start sharing it with people. Cause this is one of those things that I, definitely will be recommending. Um, this is something that it's just, it's special. You don't see things like this very often. And, you know, I, I have the, I, that itch inside me that makes me want to share things like this. I think that ultimately I'm still trying to be a video store clerk in my own way and give people recommendations. And so th- this is the, this is definitely the one that I would be pointing people in the direction of this week. Right. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. It was a real honor to meet you. Real pleasure. So please keep up the good work, man. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Take care. Bye. All right. Thanks, Judy. Thank you. Bye. Time enough to figure you out. Time enough to write this down. Wish me luck. Give me hope.
always crack.